All right, good evening and thank you for joining us on Football Extract. Just truly, yes, he's back. <laughs> Just truly, Jerry Oforma, the Jade Wonder Radio on Empire Radio 104.5 FM. As you all know, Football Extract is inspired by Top Football Talk Sport and Strictly. Um, that football program that we do here every Wednesday about 5 p.m. Um, I was a little bit under the weather. Uh, I was unavailable. Uh, but uh, I'm available now. So how do you guys do that dance? I'm on a relief. They wanted to get me before the season started, but then um, it is where it is. I'm so happy to be here. I missed you guys. I'm looking forward to actually um, heading to the show proper uh, with you guys from now up till the end of the season. I'm not alone in the studio. I have with me uh, in the studio, Defino himself, Amos Oluwafemi, mm. who held it down um, in my brief um, absence. Amos, how are you doing? Very well, thank you, my G. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> I miss this chair, man. Feels good to be back, man. I'm pumping. Anyways, our first things first. Um, let's start from um, we didn't get to do the show on Monday, so let's start from Arsenal beating Manchester City on penalties. I um, mean, the community shield, yeah. Um, you saw the Arsenal game, you saw how Arsenal approached the game, you saw how Manchester City approached the game. Um, personally, I feel um, with, with the way Arsenal played initially, they, they I think they started um. Um, a little bit uh, with too much respect, but they created the better chances. Um, Kai Havertz doing Kai Havertz things, uh, but then <laughs> you can ask. Um, I think he, um, the first chance um, he did well. The second one I felt he could have done better, but then excuses can be made that um, it was on his weaker foot. But then he did what he had to do, and um, they showed a lot of um, heart coming back. You know, the game looked um, gone. You know, Ramsdale kept them um, in the game with that um, save from Phil Foden. And, um, you know, they got back into the game and they won on penalties. City, on the other hand, Ellen Haaland, nowhere to be found. Um, but then um, he, he was like a deja vu of what happened in the community shield against Liverpool um, <laughs> last season. And, <laughs> uh, so, and we know what happened in the opening game against West Ham, where he scored two goals. Um, so, um, we also saw uh, the Kovacic experiment. Um, replacing Gundogan in, in, in the squad and um, he tried to make things happen. Um, looking at both teams, um, looking at City coming from winning the treble and um, looking at how they play the community shield, we know we can't really read too much into it but we can also have some sort of insight into how both teams will approach the season and looking at what Arsenal, sorry, City did over Arsenal in the league last season. Um, and looking at the community shield, looking at their preparation before the community shield, and looking at how they will approach the season, do you think Arsenal can actually snatch that crown away from Manchester City? I, I don't think Arsenal can win the league. Um, with all due respect to Arsenal fans, this is not coming from a place of um, uh, any form of sentimentality or uh, ban- banter. Uh, this is just reality for me. I don't see Arsenal winning the league. I don't think Arsenal has what it takes to win the league. I don't think Arsenal uh, are that team yet with their recruitment. They have some very solid players in that squad Mm -hmm. and um, they have recruited some really nice players. But Mm -hmm. uh, if we are to rate the recruitment of Arsenal and especially um, the fact that, in my opinion, they've added um, some sort of problem to the squad because Mm -hmm. um, generally throughout um, the preseason, and uh, the cutting rays, of course, the community shield. We have seen uh, Mikel Arteta experiment a lot 
with Kai Havertz. Mm. We have seen him experiment a lot. He has played in the number 10 role. He has played in the false nine mm. uh, center forward role. He has played from the right. We've seen him experiment with uh, Kai Havertz a lot. And so far, um, it is obvious that none of it, none of it has really brought anything um, reasonable <laughs> for for both Mikel Arteta and the team. Because if it was, of course, if any of the experiments came out well, and he will not be rotated to another position mm. the next game. So this is something that is clear. And um, in my in my opinion, I don't think Arsenal have what it takes um, to win the league. Um, the best they can get this season, the best in my, I, I think I told um, Sugar this the last time I was here. The best the best Arsenal can get this season is to win a title to consolidate what the good work that they have been doing under Mikel Arteta since he took uh, the reins at the club. He has been, they've been on this um, uh, progressive run, this upward uh, project, uh, trajectory since he took over. And what they need now is to win a title. The FA Cup, the Cali Cup, um, the, the Champions League, I will not write them. Quadruple. Uh, I will Quadruple. not write them, I will not write them off that. But for the league, it is a marathon. Mm. And um, I don't think Arsenal has what it takes to get it in front of mind this time. Okay, sticking with um, Arsenal and um, um, Jurian Timber showed showed Fantastic show, showed why they signed them. Fantastic. Um, also, this time around, Arsenal have spent money, and if they complete the David Raya deal, they'll be spending I think over two fifty mil. Um, so they are under pressure. Um, if um, these are just permutations, if Gabriel Jesus uh, was not injured, he'll probably be starting ahead of Kai Havertz. Does that mean you spend 65 million on Havertz to play him? You don't even know where to play him in the first place because at one point um, we were, they were rumored um, to want to sell Thomas Party. But then, because of the Gabriel Jesus injury, Havertz was um, allowed to play the number nine position, which allowed them to declare rise on Thomas Party pivot. Um, when they signed Havertz, there was this um, um, reported stuff that. Um, Declarise will play the anchor position with um, Havertz and Odega and flanking him in that 4-3-3 system that he played last season. But looking at what he did in the community shield, it seems like a double pivot 4-2 and 3-1. Although Odega was still dropping a little bit slightly um, deeper to that 4-3-3 um, position, but he was a bit further advanced with Party and Rice um, playing that position. But what happened is this. Uh, I know at West Ham, um, Rice um, sort of like sit back while Thomas Tuchek, um, Thomas Suchek, uh, Suchek, yeah, yes, um, he plays the box to box role, joins the attack, you know, when they play that um, long ball into the 18 yard box. And of course, Rice from time to time drives forward with the ball. We know he can do that. He can also break line, uh, break um, passes across lines and all that. So, um, looking at how they will set up this season, do you feel um, Mikel Arteta is going to have serious? Because I'm asking this question because of what you said earlier that um, new problems. And um, you cannot spend all that money. A lot of things they get, they go away with last season. They are not going to get away with. They are not going to get away with it this season because, of course, they will be under this microscope. And uh, people will be looking at um, the likes of Julian Timber. If Zinchenko comes back fit, is he going to keep him out of the team because he played him at that left side? Um, ben White still showed that he can still play that right uh, back position. And I don't think Saliba and Gabriel are ready to drop that centre back position now to accommodate Julian Timber, who was very very impressive in the committee shield, do you say dropping Zincheko? Um, if um, Gabriel Jesus comes back fit, where we can have us fit into the system and all this um, expectation from us now, um, you know, hoping to go one better from last season to probably winning the league 
um, this um, upcoming season, you know, among other things, how do you see Mikel Ateba jungling all these things? Now that 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 is what I started with earlier. Um, the signings are good. You mentioned Yuren uh, Timba, amazing signing, fantastic player. That's another. You see, that's a very fantastic signing, but another problem for the team because we know Zinchenko to be the left back for that team and of course many times last season Arsenal played him inverted mm. okay giving him more room to support the attack especially when they are on transition and he helped them a lot but what another thing he does is that he created a lot of space mm. he left a lot of space behind him so when they lose the ball forward and the opposition can pick the right pass it leaves the defense or it leaves Arsenal wide open and that's another thing to to consider now Duran Timba is not um, that much of an inverted and um, left left fullback but he's very comfortable on the ball we saw that um, in the community shape he's very good on the ball he's comfortable with it he can move the ball forward progressive runs he can make a lot of progressive runs now that's one headache for um, the manager the Kai Havertz thing is another headache for the manager do not forget that Ben White was signed as a center defender mm -hmm. a central defender by the way and not uh, a You're fullback right he was not signed as a fullback, he was signed as a central defender and now he has to play as a fullback and um, the old Gabriel Jesus and all of that thing and just like you said, that's not going to be under the microscope this season they are not going to get away with a lot of things that they got away with last season mm. um, I think in the midfield, they have it all sorted out the only thing that can mess Arsenal up in the midfield this season is injuries that's when Arsenal will realise that they don't have a lot of depth in that team they need a lot of depth in that team but they don't have it if Thomas Partey becomes injured at a critical point in the season just like he likes to do and when <laughs> of course when uh, the team the team are beginning to rely on him because it's just like uh, Anthony Martial for instance so some of Thomas Partey before he gets injured he puts in consistently really good performances so much that the team begin to rely on him and then he gets injured now do you think do you and I really think that Declan Rice has what it takes to be that number six for Arsenal, get the ball from uh, from uh, the, the defense and link up play, play the right link up play uh, from getting the ball from defense and linking it uh, to the attack and all that seamlessly. Do we think he can do that? I, I don't think so. Can Teclan Rice play a lot of long passes, accurate long passes? Because if you're playing in that number six position, come on, Odumo to black, come Odumo to black, especially especially <laughs> the Premier League. If you're playing in that um, single pivot position, yeah, right in front of the defense, yeah. you have to be able to play those passes. It is key. It is one of the reasons why when Paul Pogba was at Manchester United, um, a lot of midfielders can be given room to roam like Bruno Fernandes and the likes because Paul Pogba can play in that single um, pivot role, get the ball and play the right long passes. Can they clarise to that? I don't think so. So I think Arsenal, they have a very good squad, but what they and presently the treble winning Manchester City and somehow they were able to tame them. They were able to tame them and drag the game all uh, up until um, penalty shootouts and won. We know the penalties uh, for penalties is, is anyone's game, but for Declan Rice that day, it was it was really good. I think it was very comfortable for a player who um, who has not spent three months or two yeah, months yeah. at the club. Mm -hmm. It was very comfortable. I I like the way he has really blended in. I like um, the synergy between himself and Thomas Partey, and I like how um, it feels like everything everything Mikel Arteta said about him before he made that move or after he had made the move before the unveiling. 
he displayed a lot of it on the pitch that the leadership was there um, the passion was there you can see that this player really wants to play for this club and the leadership qualities were, were laid back okay let's let's switch to um manchester city for a second and um Allard, probably clubs will be looking at him that okay i think we know how to isolate this guy and take him out of um, the equation this season um they'll be looking at um whether we like it or not the kegundogan is going to be a big miss now um there was this um talk that started in the group that would you want to compare kegundogan and uh, Matteo kovacic and um what gundogan have above kovacic is the goals and assists that contributes to the team um, of course, it's always good um, when it comes about um, overall gameplay and everything, dribbles, you know, move with the ball and all that. At the end of the day, the end product of all those things is to contribute to team productivity, which is goals and assists. So they are going to miss that and it's not even looking as if Kovacic and we do that. And we are, we are, we heard as at last night today, um, they are being linked with um, West Ham's um, Lucas uh, Paqueta. We'll get to that one in the bit where we'll get a transfer part. And um, they've lost Riyad Mar Mahrez. Uh, and <laughs> Bernardo Silva, uh, PSG, Barcelona wants him. He himself wants to go, but Pep wants him to stay. Um, it's looking like he's going to stay one more season. Um, They're offering him a contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's looking like. But Man City as a whole, the thing about Man City is I saw a clip somewhere and they said um, every season people look at Man City and be like, okay, we know how to play them. And um, they might start a bit somehow. But then when they get to January, you see them put that. Um, um, string of wins um together i remember at some point last season um on one edition of these shows that we said this man city team doesn't look like a team that will put that yeah, streak of wins, wins yeah together. that I, 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 I remember I, defending I, yeah, that team yeah, because they, they've actually done yeah, it they, they ended up winning the treble yeah. <laughs> and so this was the same thing we spoke about and mind you they've added Josko Guardio um with a lot of money to that defense and all that and uh, looking at this man city team do you think they can um repeat last season's success if not at least come closer to it uh you see it will be difficult for any team any team that has um won a treble to replicate that success it will be extremely difficult now the team that um due to uh, some media fallacy and creation a lot of people consider to be the greatest team in football yada yada bala bala uh, the Pep Guardiola team at Barcelona did not even do that. They won everything in 2009. They were unable to replicate it in 2010. What happened? They lost to a certain Jose Mourinho in the Champions League in 2010. 2011, they were winning again. Winning the Champions League, defeating United, uh, their regular customer, like I'm a United fan. <laughs> <laughs> you know? What a special. It is. But it is difficult for any team to do that. Let's not see. Let's not um, let let's be realistic here and let's be honest with ourselves. It doesn't matter um, whichever team it is. It could be Chelsea. It could be United. It could be Real Madrid. It could be anyone. Now, this is what Manchester City needs to do. Choose a title. Now you have dominated England for that long. You have to decide: Are you next season letting go of the league? To consolidate, to consolidate on your Champions League legacy, to win another Champions League, do it back to back, like Real back to back like Real Madrid in the Champions League, or are you focusing on winning more domestic titles? Because it will be extremely difficult for any team at all to replicate a treble winning season. Not Bayern Munich could do that. It will be very difficult. Now, talking Manchester City team wise, generally, let's not forget. 
that the only time that uh, Pep Guardiola decides to change his tactics and the result to long balls and all of that <clears throat> occasionally is when push comes to shove it in the season. No, the season is becoming tougher. Now it is all about winning games, as many games as possible, accumulating as many points as possible. That's when Guardiola does all that. Regularly, he plays possession football. Now it does not matter. It does not matter who plays in the possession team. All that matters is your ability to hold on to the ball and connect the pass. It is that simple. We saw the Barca team. The likes of Eric Abidal played in that team. The Keita has played in, played in that team, right? And they played well. It was until Yaya left that team that people actually realized, okay, just how big Yaya could be. So if you're playing in a possession-based team, all you need to do is to be able to hold on to the ball and connect a pass. That is why they don't spread themselves so far apart on the pitch. They are very close. They are very compact. So they are connecting the passes and making the runs. Before you know it, they are exposing you and scoring goals. So I believe Manchester City are going to play very well this season. I believe they are going to win titles. Uh, but I am not saying they will win the treble again. <laughs> Alright, um, let's um, just see how it goes. Um... We just try to do small analysis. So we'll be doing proper analysis um, on the show on Friday, and um, we'll see if we can probably have uh, more time as well, so that we can prepare um, for the season opener. But then let's um, also look at results and from the round of 16 and from the ongoing um, FIFA Women's World Cup in Australia and New Zealand, and where Spain trashed um, Switzerland 5-1, Japan um, defeated Norway 3-1, Netherlands beat South Africa 2-0, and um, Sweden and USA battled for a 0-0 draft at 120 minutes, but um, the Swedes knocked out reigning champions um, USA 5-4 on penalties, um, Australia um, they beat Denmark 2-0, Colombia edged Jamaica um, 1-0, France trashed Morocco 4-0, while England and Nigeria uh, they played out the goalless draft at 120 minutes, um, with England knocking out Spa Falcons 4-2, on penalties, the quarterfinal will see Spain battle Netherlands. Japan face Sweden, hosts Australia play France, while England go head to head. And with Colombia, um, Amos looking at the whole um, round of 16 games, and um, you know, there were some teams like Jamaica who qualified at the expense of um, um, Brazil, Brazil um, South Africa, um, Morocco, and of course, the Falcons, they got into the um, round of 16. So Australia um, recovered from losing to Nigeria. You know, they did the business in the final group game. Um, they played, um, I think, Norway, um, Denmark, sorry. Um, they defeated Denmark and they qualified as well. They are in the last eight now. Um, the regulars, um, France, um, they, they, they qualified. Sweden. Uh, Sweden um, qualified. Spain, Japan. Japan, for me, have been the most impressive team so far because of how they just play. Um, their passes, they, they, they play precise through balls. Uh, they know how to find their attackers. Um, they know how to create chances. They don't take a lot of them, but they still score a lot of goals. Um, Japan, personally, I feel is one to watch. Um, Spain um, came back from that 4-0 trashing of Japan. Um, they trashed Switzerland 5-1. I think uh, before that game, I think they said um, Switzerland had not considered the goal or something. I can't really remember for sure. Uh, but they, 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 they lost. They were, beat, they were well beaten. And England were given a scare by the Falcons. The Falcons had everything to win that game. Um, of course, with Lawrence James getting sent off for England. And, um, you know, they played, um, they had the whole of extra time to probably get a second goal. Uh, I felt, um, let's stick with the Falcons, I felt um, they played better when the, the match was 11 11 compared to when the England team was sent off 10 11. And um, 
there was this talk about not trading for the penalties online that I saw, I was just laughing. It is, it is terrible. People, <laughs> people just say a lot of nonsense. For, for every, even in the local um, teams, if you have ever kicked football anywhere before, even in the streets, the inter-street competitions they play, once you get to, you win a, a game or two in the group phase, you begin to practice for penalties. Everybody does this. So I don't know where that came from. That being said, I think um, the Super Falcons, we talked about how they should have buried the game against the Republic of Ireland and avoided um, a, a top team in, in the next phase. But again, we let it slide. That game against England, they had everything to win. Everything. Again, we did mention that we need the top players the so-called senior women to rise to the occasion but they didn't rise to the occasion i see a lot of people making excuses for many people desire paranose um assistant oshwala nursing an injury in the first place if all of this is true i think the manager should be sacked this is just my opinion mm. it is not fact okay opinions are not fact if all of this any of this is true i think the manager should be sacked because it does not make any sense that you're taking players who are not fit to a competition in the first place. A World Cup, it does not make any sense to me. Desire did not keep the, the ball once in that competition, until that game. She did not. Asisa Doshwala, no, 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 had that goal against Australia. And uh, it was, uh, you know. But I, think, then, I, think, I think watching Asisa at this World Cup, is one of the poorest I've seen from her perform. In my, it's just my opinion. I said this. It was like that. It was like that at the, at the um, beat African, my head of, African Women Cup of African uh, Women. I, 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 I feel it, it, she, it was she, like she that. Could have she done was very more. much absent, but in the squad, I I don't understand why you're taking an injured player with you to the competition. You see, when the likes of Zidane were Zidane, France did it and they paid for it, right? It, you see. When the the uh, Nazario Ronaldo's when Nazario Ronaldo Brazil did it and they paid for it, it does not it does not work. It never works. It never works for you to take an injured player um, to a competition. It does not matter the caliber of the player. Now you're telling us or you're telling yourself that a nation 200 million strong, you cannot find players who are hungry enough. You're not even innovative enough as a manager to look to players that people will not see nothing in them and you're able to find the drive or the passion and the desire in these people to take them to a competition and get results. It is not the first time that we've seen managers go to competitions with players that are relatively unknown to even people who have been following national football for a long time. But they go there and they get the job done. That is all that matters, getting the job done. It does not make any sense to me. A lot of these players are really old, by the way. They should be making way. The Onomer Bs, the Desire Paranoses, the our number one goalkeeper, the one on the bench, all of these players, they should be making way already. There is no, you see, they, they came into that team when they were very young. Now they are old. They should leave and let other people play. It is that simple. They should leave. Oh, and so I, I think they had everything to win the game. They blew the game themselves. It was it was not on anybody. 
at all. It was not on anybody. I'm so I feel so bad for for the likes of Nadoze, for the likes of Plumta, for the likes of Aloze, uh, for the likes of Ajibade. These are the people who gave, yeah. who gave their hearts in that competition, matching match out. Whenever they are called upon, they gave everything. I feel really bad for them because they they they, they left everything there, and uh, they were just I don't know. They were just let down. They, they, I'm not. I can't. I can't. <laughs> see, I, can't, I can't apportion blame to anybody. I, I just feel really sad because this is a game that we should have won. Mm-hmm. We had everything. They had the best player, arguably the best player in the competition, sent off against us. We should have won. We had no excuse. Mm. We really had no excuse. All right. Um, let's just quickly talk about the quarterfinal. Before and I just it. before you get to that, please, I just hope the NFL will pay these people. I have not capitalized. I have. I have. I have. I have. I have a story on that here. We'll get to that in a minute. But at the quarterfinal, I'm Spain. Um, they play in Netherlands. How do you see that one playing out? I think. I think Netherlands. Are, they, they are better so far in the competition compared to Spain. Um, Spain have been able to turn the tides right away, and so. The competition has given us a lot of surprises and a lot of upsets, yeah. so it, it will be difficult for anybody to make any precise predictions mm. at this point. So. I, I think South Africa scared Netherlands in the quarterfinal, and um, but then it's just South Africa. It, it, with all due respect, not just South Africa, but it's, I think they didn't have the experience enough um, um, to face um, the Netherlands. But then heading against Spain, um, I think um, the Netherlands will be too strong. It's going to be very, very tight. It's not going to be. I think it's going to be all this one zero two one mm-hmm. or three two imagine. kind of game or even penalties. So I think the Netherlands will just be too tough, too strong for Spain. Also because of experience, um, Japan, Sweden. Hey, you cannot hear me say all those things about Japan. <laughs> I'd say <laughs> so. Obviously, Japan for me. How do you see that one playing out, um, Amos? Japan, Sweden. This is the Sweden. This is the Swedish team that um, defeated the defending champions, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. uh, the USA. And um, it was it was a game. It was a game till the end. It was really a game till the end. And when it came to penalties, I don't know. This they were so precise with the way they hit the ball. They they knew what they wanted to do. They knew how they wanted to do it. And everything just seemed to work in their favor. But we cannot negate it. It does not negate the fact that these people really they really played well, and they were able to tame the. Almighty USA of mm-hmm. football, the reigning champions, the reigning champions as well. So it's been very difficult for anybody to just write them off. Um, they have been that way since the beginning of the competition. They have been getting the job done uh, uh, by any means necessary. <laughs> so far, they are in the last eight. So it, it will be difficult for anybody to write them off. Mm. Okay, all right. Um, host Australia. They play France. <laughs> I think this is the end of the road for us. Uh, really? This is really the end of the road. Really? <laughs> Easy for me. This one, this one. And England, Colombia. Colombia. It is going to be tough cookie. It is going to be tough cookie. Tough cookie. Another tight, another tight game. Exactly. And, and we know the, the Colombians must have seen how this Falcons played um, England and be like, okay. Lauren James is not, not playing that game anyway. Of so course. England will have to come up with a, a, a solution. How to play without Lauren James, uh, who has been fantastic for them so far in tournament pre um, the Nigerian match and all that. So, uh, Colombia actually have a chance. They do have a chance. They do have a chance. And so far, they are one of the teams, of course, that um, a lot of people didn't give a chance yeah. in this competition. And they have defied a lot of odds uh, to get to um, uh, the quarterfinal stage that they are right now. Mm-hmm. It would be unwise for anybody 
to the game. <laughs> Think lowly of them. And we're not mm. forgetting that England are playing with without their best, their best woman. Mm. Whether we like it or not, and as far as this competition is concerned, Lauren James is England's best woman, and they are playing without her for the full 90 minutes this time. And um, that is something that the Colombians can capitalize on. We do know, we do know that one of the best things um, that the Falcons showed this competition is um, their compatibility at the back. They were very compact at the back, and it gave teams a lot of problems, you know, penetrating them. And they did that against England. We saw how how freely Plumter could move. Yeah, yeah. We saw how um, she and um, Ajibade really enjoyed themselves, or you know. Yeah. And we have a certain Caicedo uh, in that Colombian team who, um, as against the Nigerians, can take a half chance. We saw what she did against Germany. She can take a half chance. She can create a half chance out of nothing and take it. And so if if Again, a big, a strong if Colomb- the Colombians can um, take their chances as, as early off as possible. I think they are going to give the, the, the lionesses a run, a run for them. Also, the Colombians can be very, very tight as well. So um, that, that was I, why I brought in the Falcons. They are very similar <laughs> to them in terms of their defensive play. Well, um, good luck, to, good luck to, to all the teams involved. I uh, will be here on Friday. Um, I'm sure the, the first two quarterfinal games would have been played. And um, it will remain the one um, for Saturday, so we'll get to do this um, all over again. Let's quickly look at some um, football news, gossip, and transfers from all around the world. I'm starting um, from the local front where uh, the Nigerian Football Federation, the NFF, has dismissed a statement issued by World Body of Professional Footballers, Fifth Pro, as nothing more than a storm in a team cup following calls for the NFF to pay Super Falcons what they are owed. NFF reiterated that it had an earlier agreement with the players on what they would earn at the Women's World Cup, but FIFA came up with a new template that guaranteed more money for the players, which made uh, which made the players all of uh, which made all of the players participating in the teams happier. Um, NFF insisted that it does not need FIFA Pro shouting from far off to pay the Falcons um, what they have been promised by both FIFA and the NFF, and also dismissed the body statement as a mere relevant seeking message. Super Falcons received $16,000 each for their round of 16 finish and um, the NFF also pledged to pay the players money owed from friendlies and qualifying matches after the World Cup uh, money has been paid to them. The NFF finally charged Fifth Pro to stop playing the ostrich and stand up to its real responsibilities and address the real issues, revealing that Fifth Pro does not have an affiliate body in Nigeria and has challenged Fifth Pro to set up a body in Nigeria made up of individuals who understand the culture and dynamics of the African environment that can always legitimately speak on behalf of Nigerian players. The trio of Odion Igalu, Victor Adichebe and Victor Osimhen have also called on the NFF to pay the Super Falcons their unpaid salaries and bonuses. It, it has been going on for a long, long time, and you see, and the thing about the thing about us as a people is that um, many times, many times we turn against ourselves in favor of the oppressor, and I don't know how it happens, but it happens all the time. We 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 can all remember some of the statements or some of the comments that were made when um, the Super Falcons lost out um, during the African Women Cup of Nations. A lot of people said a lot of things. But nobody is talking about the fact that bonuses from that competition are still owed to the players mm. up until now. Mm. Manager is being owed for 10 months. Manager has not been paid for over a year. The players, some of the players, the players are being owed since 2021. You know? And yesterday, 
yesterday I was playing a song here by Emeka, I think in 2000 <laughs> 2013. Mm. Was it 13 or 16? And he was referring to the fact that the Super Falcons are still not being paid after winning the Women AFCON. So this has been going on for a long time. The Super Eagles, they get old a lot too. It got to a point that people were even saying, um, JJ was saying that they, they, still, they were still owing them some money. So this cannot continue to go on. Yeah, but they, they are saying now that they will pay them as soon as FIFA because FIFA is going to pay member associations that the NFF and all those associations from all around the world. Their money is different from what FIFA um, will pay the girls. So they are saying that once FIFA pay that money, they cannot pay the girls what they are being owed from those times. Can you just imagine? And then we wonder how we wonder why the NFL presidency is contested so fiercely <laughs> that people go. All out. <laughs> you think because they have it's because they have anything to do, it's because they want to change anything. <laughs> it is because of benefits like this. FIFA can pay you and you can decide not to pay the players. You drag it, drag it, drag it, drag it until the end of your tenure, you leave and you hand the problem over to whoever is coming next. It is because of things like this, and it has to stop. It really has to stop. I remember watching um, this uh, an interview where Alexi Wobi was talking and said um, it is quite different with the Super Eagles because with England, you know, there is one national stadium, the Wembley, right? Um, the only time that they get to play at other stadiums uh, is when maybe it's a friendly game or something like that. So they want to play at the club stadium or something. But you know, the national stadium is Wembley. In Nigeria, it's not like that. Today, the Super Eagles have a game, they are taking to the nest of champions in, in Calabar. Next tomorrow, they are going to Kano. The day after, they are coming to Abuja. Before you know it, they are going to Obo State. They are going to Portacot. And it's a nation this big. Let's you see, let's set aside the fact that owing players has become a perpetual behavior. It will not stop, whether we like it or not. It will not stop because nobody is ready to change anything. And tomorrow, when we see top players uh, who ignore the, the national team and represent other countries, mm. we begin to cry foul. It is not that hard now. You to go and train. If you are if you are accepted, you play for the, 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 the Super Eagles now. Or you wait till you have children. You train them. When they become special, you let them play for the Super Eagles. It's that simple. <laughs> you know, aside owing these people, we do not even have a national stadium, a home ground for the national team. Where is which stadium is our is our home stadium? It used to be the one in Seoul, you know, but then issues. Then they moved to Abuja, of course, issues. And um, now they've been using the, the one in the Rio lately a lot. Did so, you know that the one in Seoul is said to be owing hundreds of millions in electricity bills? True. True. You understand? And because of this, we cannot even prepare one stadium make it um, to global standard and just make that stadium our home stadium for every official game we cannot it is it is sad wow. it is sad it is sad we know we we our expectations are always very high for the for the guys and for the women but we need to also see things from their perspective see what they are going through remember when we were playing the age grade competition was it under 17 or so where the girls the girls really did us proud mm. It got to a point they were at the airport for six hours yeah. and they had a game to play the next day. Six hours. And people were in the glass house in Abuja enjoying coffee, <laughs> chilling. 
Oh my! I, I I don't like to talk about um, um I'm sorry, because we just I just feel we talk and talk and talk and talk and we don't really make meaningful change, or they just don't listen. I, I don't know. But then, anyways, speaking about the fifth pro, um, this body that represents a player's interest, um, the NFF said they should stop talking because they just want to gain relevance, and um, instead they should focus on their primary assignment that they don't even have a body set up in Nigeria here, and uh, that they should set up a, a body in Nigeria put individuals in place that understand the, the African environment and culture so that they can fight for the right of Nigerian players. Do you feel they have a point there? They don't know what they are saying. They honestly don't know what they are saying. Uh, they come, they set up, they probably want to chuka it down too and corrupt it as you usual. You know, they should tell me now if FIFA, right, has a body here in Nigeria that understands the dynamism of the African, dynamism of the environment, of, what are they saying? What are they saying? It doesn't make any sense. It honestly doesn't make any sense. This is simple. Just pay the player. And see, all of this back and forth we are having is because FIFA has decided to be FIFA. Because FIFA in itself is corrupt as well, not mm-hmm. just as corrupt as the NFF. Mm-hmm. Right? They are corrupt themselves. Somebody said, the Secretary General is saying, pay these people direct. You can facilitate that, paying these people direct. You can. The NFL should not be saying that it is when FIFA pays them that they will remove money from that to pay. FIFA did not organize the African Women's Cup of Nations that the players play that you are owing them from. FIFA did not organize that. From that statement alone, it shows that. So if that money doesn't come, you are not, going you to are not paying. And if another money comes or they, are, they want to go for another tournament, let's say another AFCON, you will tell them that one has gone because there's no provision for it. And um, the provision, provision for the next one, you add that one to the list of. Can you imagine? All of this back and forth is happening because FIFA has refused to do what uh, the Secretary General said. The recommendation she made. Pay these players direct and let everybody go home. Now, that way, everybody can actually be happy to represent the national team. It does not matter what NFF provides or what they do not provide. During the Olympics, the last Olympics that uh, 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 former captain Mikel Obi participated in, we saw what happened. They were going to pack people in a plane like he was in the Molwe in Lagos. And he had to stand his ground as the captain of the team. We are not going if you don't provide better transportation for us. And this is the same country where we have the president of the federation fly to countries in private jets. Come on. Mm-hmm. It honestly does not make any sense. The NFL doesn't have anything to say here. They don't have a point. Just pay. <laughs> Anyways, let's move on. West Ham have agreed to use uh, for my United defender Harry Maguire and now Saddam Team's midfielder James Ward Prowse. Um, worth about 60 million pounds in, t- in total. Each deal is thought to be worth in the region of 30 million pounds um, each. Um, Harry Maguire, Lord Marks. <laughs> you can't even hide you. You can't even hide how you feel. As Manchester United fans, uh, um, do you feel uh, this nightmare has come to an end or do you feel you guys will regret selling him? You know, this is your former skipper for crying out loud. Uh, I, who will you now shout? Who, who will you now shout on now? Anybody that makes any mistake. <laughs> that is how it should be. I think, I think one of the one of the things that um, De Gea did not have and they really paid for was the fact that he was too he was too respectful with the players, with the defenders. He, he was too calm. He, he never says anything, and he took the blame for everything, right? The game at the game against um, was it Sociedad now? No, Bilbao. At the game against Bilbao, we saw what happened when 
Onana played a pass to Lisandro um, Martinez and he not met the attacker. We saw what happened at Sevilla at the Europa League when they here played a pass to Ari Maguire. We, we debated that on the show here when some people were saying that the guy should not have played that pass. This, that, that. When Maguire had three options return the ball, skip over the ball and turn. That way you beat two players and you have room to pass. Or kick the ball out. And he did not. I have lived with this Maguire <laughs> nightmare yeah, for way too long. And it's one of the things I will never forgive Ole Gunnar Solskjaer for. For not just bringing Maguire to the team. I think Maguire could have been way better if he had not been burdened by that responsibility of being captain of Manchester United. And that is on Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Mm. Mm. It couldn't have been this worse. But... You brought in a defender who, in the midst of all um, his troubles, you somehow made him captain. And that means that he has to feature game in, game out. Of course, he's the captain of the team. As long as he is fit and available, you have to play him. And that created more chaos. A lot of people might not agree with me, but for the past two, three seasons, Maguire is a big part of a lot of the problems Manchester United went through. A big part. And I am so relieved. He's gone. I am so relieved he's that he's going. gone. I really hope that um, Fred McTominay finds his way out of the club as well. <laughs> and um, the transfer of Fred also is completed. I do I do personally like Fred because I think he puts in a lot of work. He covers a lot of ground. But at the same time, um, Donny is gone. He should be gone on loan, at least uh, to Real Betis. Fred should be gone. Mark Tomlin should please leave, and uh, Maguire gone. It, this, this, you get Amrabat and you get maybe Todibo or somebody, and this will be the best, one of the best transfer windows ever. All right, uh, James Ward Prowse, a special player. I was, I was, I was really hoping somebody, you know, um, scoops him up from uh, from the championship, and I'm so glad that it has it, it, it has finally happened. He mm. deserves, he deserves better. He's a very good player, and. Um, he deserves to be at the top flight. Mm. All right. Uh, Wolves boss um, Julian Lopetogu has left the club with ex Bournemouth manager Gary O'Neill um, said to be replacing him. Um, the club have known for some time that Lopetogu wants to leave and said both parties had accepted their differences of opinion on certain issues and agreed that an amicable end to his contract was the best solution. And Lopetogu's departure was announced three days before the EPL season begins as they face Man United on Monday. Um, Lopetogu, gone. <laughs> Uh, three days before the EPL, expert number boss um, O'Neill to take charge. Uh, we all saw the um, issues, the drama surrounding Wolves before the Petoku came. Um, they were in serious trouble in relegation. I believe they should have been relegated. Uh, but then this man came, and uh, now they have difference of opinion. I guess players and what to do and what not to do. Um, do you think uh, Wolves regret this decision and probably affect them? Um, in this upcoming season, it will it will definitely affect them in the upcoming season. We've seen we've seen other clubs <clears throat> make terrible decisions like this, you know, many times. And if a manager comes to the club when you are battling relegation or you are already in relegation waters, and um, somehow keeps you afloat in the league, 
it is important that you as a club buy into the ideas of managers like that. I've said it many times on this show. It is key for every club, for every club to be able to give managers everything they need to deliver. If you if you sign a manager or you bring a manager, you appoint a manager um, um, to uh, at a club and you tell the manager to deliver. I want to believe that it doesn't matter how how small or how big a club is when you appoint a manager you sit them down and you tell them um your expectations right as maybe the owner of a club or as a club generally including your fans and everybody and they tell you the, your, their own expectations from you on how to meet your expectations how to deliver on everything that you have asked uh, of them so it is important that clubs give managers the tools that they require to deliver i'll keep saying this if you say um the, the, you have differences in opinion with the manager and this that you should have brought a manager like that to the club before it means you did not mm. do your due diligence on that manager before appointing him so it's all on wolves here it is all on wolves i read i read just a couple of weeks ago um uh, the the problem the the issue between uh, david moyes and west ham uh, uh, on player recruitment and all of that. Now, I, I believe they have been able to settle that because now they are getting Maguire, they are getting Ward Prowse, they are getting Edson Alvarez. Um, Alvarez from Ajax. Two players in Maguire and Ward Prowse who know the Premier League very well, who between them have been relegated three, three, four times with the <laughs> and you know, and they, they know what it's like to battle relegation, they know what it's like to go down. So I think this is the manager getting what he, he feels he needs to deliver on the demands of the club. So it is the best situation. And I'm sure Wolves are definitely going to. They are, Martin O'Neill might be the best, uh, the first manager to be sacked this season. <laughs> Anyways, Man City are interested in Western midfielder Lucas Paqueta. Uh, the Brazilian joined the Hammers from Lyon for £36.5 million last summer and helped Western win the Europa Conference League. Um, City have made an initial approach um, to West Ham but are yet to make a bid while Paqueta um, wants the move. West Ham do not want to sell after selling Declan Rice to Arsenal for £105 million as well as Paqueta who still have four years on his contract first. Man City, do they need Paqueta? You see, like, like they said huh, in the group. <laughs> 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 You see, people people are really fun sometimes. Lucas Paqueta, what is the profile of this player? What kind of player is he? Man City have Rodri. They have experimented um, John Stones, right? In those positions. And he has done well, which means that Pep Guardiola can throw him there at any time. Now, you need Lucas Paqueta, you have Matthew Kovacic. The old Matthew Kovacic and uh, um issue. It's just like Popoba having his best years at Juventus. A lot of people don't understand that it was all due to not only the caliber of player he played with at Juventus, but also the way they were set up. True. Popoba really was the free person in that Juventus midfield. He could True. play anywhere he wanted. True. Because he had Pe- Pe- uh, Claudio uh, Marquisio. He had Pelo, Andrea Pelo, who could play passes from anywhere. And he's also a pivot. He had Claudio Marquisio. Arturo Vidal. And Arturo Vidal. 
to do all of the dirty work for him. So he just roamed he and was joined just, attack. He was just roaming, joining the attack, uh, fall back when there's a need to get the ball and start there. He, so he enjoyed play. It was similar to the kind of game Matthew Kovacic enjoyed at Real Madrid. You had the Tony Cruz, you had the Luka Modric, and you have a certain Matthew Kovacic who was playing in that team. So, he had a lot of freedom. When you look back, it's like um, a player like, say, um, Levi Colwell, for instance, playing with, say, in the back three of um, Thiago Silva and um, another express defender I can look Tony at. Rudiger. Tony Rudiger. Tony <laughs> Rudiger. <laughs> okay, let's say Tony Rudiger. He's a fantastic defender on his day. Mm-hmm. You know, it will not be difficult for Levi Cole in a situation like that to be daring because he knows that insurance cover a lot if he makes those daring runs there are people who knows automatically they know people like Thiago Silva they know when you make a run they know where to position themselves you don't have to make signs for them they know so you enjoy the play better so Lucas Paqueta now what kind of player is this guy <laughs> what is the profile of this player? Mm. But again, like I'll always say, if the manager says he wants a player, as long as it is Pep Guardiola, who is the manager of Manchester City, uh, approving this transfer, why not? He already knows what he wants to do with him before going for him. I want to believe that, except of course it is uh, a missing mouth or a but, <laughs> but do we see uh, this guy still has four years on his contract? Do, do you see West Ham selling though? Oh, 100 million. Because we'll, uh, we'll make them sell. So we, we'll that, that's why I said we'll City pay. They don't really need him that much. So I guess City are not going to pay 100 million for him. For a player that West Ham signed for 36.5, they'll be looking to get at least 70-80. At least not of 86.5 million pounds. Um, for him, because the declarized money must be still be you know making them feel some type of way, and then um, they want to taste it twice because they will make up these excuses that they have to replace him, they have to mm-hmm. order stock mm-hmm. and all. Well, of course, it's very so, very close to the So they have all the uh, chips, you know, in their hands, and do you see them selling? Do you see Man City paying? Of course, I see Man City paying because his head is already his head is already turned, and mind you, Phil Foden can also play that position for City, so. You see, I think he stays at West Ham. Another thing, another thing is, you know, you want to get the best out of your team by keeping players at their uh, most favorable positions. We know that some players can play some positions, but is it their most favorable position? No. Is it uh, their position of biggest strength? No. I don't think so. So you want to get the best out of your team in terms of productivity and output by making players play in their most uh, their their most uh, favored positions and um, creating a team that also helps them play to their strength in these uh, favoured positions as well. So, I, I've seen, we've seen Manchester City uh, go into the transfer window and just pay money without talking. You know, we've seen the Qataris pay like that without talking. Uh, or the Emiratis, uh, in this case, pay without talking. If, if Guardiola really wants this player, they'll definitely pay. Mm. Anyways, uh, moving on, Bayern Munich wants to submit a new offer of £94.6 million, including add-ons for Tottenham striker Harry Kane. However, Bayern and Sports still remain apart in the evaluation of Kane, following fresh talks with the 30-year-old who is leaning towards staying at the Premier League club. But then, if Kane does leave Tottenham, the club will pursue a move for Nigerian um, Ghent striker Gift Urban, in addition to another centre-back and midfielder. Um, 
<laughs> Kane wants to stay, he doesn't want to stay. Kane wants to go, he doesn't want to go. Bayern are, Tottenham said they want 100 million pounds. They want to pay 94.6 million pounds in add-on. Do you see Tottenham rejecting this new bid? Because it's looking like Kane wants to stay stylishly. Of course, and we did. We have the opportunity to join any club he wants. United um, next season. We'll always say United, not next season. January. <laughs> always say United. You know, because at the end of the day, uh, come January, you have less than six months uh, left on the contract, and that means that means that United can go with um, fifty million euros and get Harry Kane. We have our attack sorted out for the next two three seasons. While um, Rashmosh Hoylon throws into the team. Hoylon. <laughs> so, uh, I, I, we have said this before that Harry Kane might really want to stay in England. And staying in England, I think it is the right move for him, regardless of what anybody says. Uh, he, he's not ambitious. Uh, he's not this, he's not that. Come on, we have uh, players move to um, China at younger ages. Uh, they moved to Saudi Arabia uh, they, when they are even younger. So I think Hurricane knows what he's doing. It is going to be like a Robin Van Persie thing. We remember how old um, Thierry Henry uh, was before he won the Champions League, before moving to Barca, and of course, completing football, club football, if you if you would say. And um, anything can still happen at any time. Mm. Uh, we know how many Champions League winning clubs that Tani Bramovic played with, but did not win the title. Mm-hmm. We saw what happened with. Um, um, uh, Delima Ronaldo as well and all of that so it's, not, it's just it's just the thing <laughs> anyway Saudi club Alila wants to sign PSG forward Neymar and plan to meet the 31 year old father um, meanwhile Neymar I would be willing to leave PSG for a club in Saudi Arabia provided they let him spend the season on loan at Barcelona but then Chelsea are also in discussion and with Neymar's um, representative uh, this one is actually pretty straightforward for me um PSG have been pushing since last season that they want Neymar out. Um, Neymar himself, I think he has decided, I think he didn't really decide last season that he wanted to leave. Uh, but then I think he has decided this season that he wants to leave. Uh, he, he, he has, um, has um, kind of like mentioned that he would like to go back to Barcelona. Um, now Ali Lal um, had all that money to spend on Messi. That didn't happen. So they have all that money that they want to spend now. And um, they are looking at um, Neymar. Neymar is saying he was willing to join. They also have to spend Mbappe. <laughs> yes. Neymar is saying, okay, he, was, he can join Ali Lal if they allow him to play one month season in Europe. Now, Chelsea, uh, meanwhile, are speaking to. Say uh, Cowboys. They <laughs> <laughs> are speaking to Neymar's representative. Um, I, don't know, I don't know where Neymar will end up. Um, PSG, um, after signing um, Goncalo Ramos alone, said they want. They are, this guy, the kind of players they want to sign. Players that want to stay at the club and all that. How do you see this whole neighbor situation playing out? You see, he wants to go to Barcelona. Barcelona cannot afford him financially. Um, so, but we, then, we know PSG have been trying to force him out of the club for a long time. If if the Messi deal um, uh, had not gone the way it went, and uh, this whole Mbappe fiasco not happened, they definitely would have tried to force him out of the club. They have been doing that for for some time now. Neymar has granted multiple interviews saying he's still a PSG player, he wants to stay at the club and all of that. Now, the the, the, the young man is over 30 now, right? The young man is over 30 and he needs to make a lot of money. Although he has been making a lot of money in Europe, but then 
uh, bigger money, bigger responsibility. So you need, to, you need to make a lot of money in, in Saudi. And so if Chelsea, if Chelsea can sign Neymar, it will be a good signing for them commercially as well. It will be a very good signing for them. But the problem here is Neymar's injury record. He is not reliable, whether we like it or not. Neymar is not a reliable player, and it is going to cost anything that signs that signing. Anyways, um, still um, on the transfer front, I believe Liverpool will have to pay Southampton their full fifty million pounds asking price if they want nineteen-year-old midfielder um, Romeo Alavia. Um, it's no secret we all know what's happening to the Liverpool midfield. They sold practically everybody except um, what's his name, um, um, Thiago Alcantara. Uh, except Thiago Alcantara, they've sold everybody in that middle. Um, and it's no secret that they want to uh, buy, um, what's his name, um, they need a defensive midfielder. So, um, with that, uh, let, we, we have to take a quick break while we come back. Um, we will talk more. Then we will throw the phone lines open. Uh, please do not touch that down. If you're just joining us, um, this is Football Extracts on Empire Radio 104.5 FM. I remain yours truly, Jerry from the J21. And with me, I'm in the studio, is the phenom Amos um, Ulua Femi Pride. And we had to, <laughs> we, we to pay some bills there. And um, um, let's just um, wrap up. I was talking about the Romeo Lavia thing uh, before uh, we went off. Uh, Romeo Lavia, um, Liverpool, um, they do have a DM right now. Um, this guy is a DM, relegated with Southampton, but then they do need a DM. Southampton wants £50 million. They've gone with two bids that failed 40, 45, including add-ons. So, um, should they just pay the money and let's be done with it? So just like Jimmy Carragher said, <laughs> you, you have to, if you, it, it, it is simple. The transfer market is what it is. And we all know that already. And Liverpool are a big team, by the way. It is simple. If you think you need a player, if you think a player is all that important to you, you pay whatever the asking price is. If you think you have good negotiators, good. If their negotiating is not working and you have just a, a few days to the beginning of the season in a position of problem for you as a team, pay and bring the player over. And if you think you cannot pay all that money, create a proper scouting system now that can bring in players uh, with a lot of potential and are relatively unknown. Like the, the smaller clubs do, the Leicester City, the mm. AS Monaco's, the SL Benfica's and all of that. Create a good scouting system that can bring in players like that for you at zero cost. Right? But if you have a well, if you want a well-established player and you know this player, you think this player is what you need, and you they are uh, the player, you need the player, and uh, they, they suit the profile of the play, the kind of player that you want to fill in that position for you, just go. And pay and 15 million pounds. Come on, that is not a lot of money for a club like Liverpool. It is not. 50 million is not. They should pay. This guy is a 19 year old. I, maybe they are looking at that. Aside the fact that he's a 19 year old, is he a well established player in the EPL or not? Look at how much um, uh, uh, Newcastle are paying for are paying for Tino Livramento. Look at how much they paid for him. Look at how much they paid for Adibans. These players are established players already. It's like um, the Marcus Rashford thing. He's 25, right? But not a lot of 25-year-old players have the amount of appearances that Marcus Rashford has. So he's established already. He has been at the top level for a long time. 
maybe not in terms of performances, but in the league, he has been, he has been playing for United at the, in the league for a long time. So, uh, Romeo Lavia, whether we like it or not, he has been consistent with that Southampton team for about two seasons now. That makes him a, an established player in the league. Do not forget that Southampton lost Oro uh, uh, Romeo, right? And they didn't have a problem. They did not have a problem because they have a certain uh, uh, Lavia yeah. who could cover for them. Yeah. And it's because of Lavia that they did not miss players like uh, Oreo Romeo and uh, uh, Mario Lemina. So please pay. The age does not matter. The guy performs well. Pedri is very young. But plays really well. Gavi is as effective. Kamavinga is young as well. But they are playing really well at the top level. So just pay the money. Liverpool pay that money. Okay, um, let's just take a few calls before we leave here. The number to call is 0702 um, 555105 1045 0702 555 1045. Um, the number to send your SMS to is 0022 991045. A super Falcons money. We spoke about the Women's World Cup, um, the Falcons, and of course the round of 16 and quarterfinal coming games. Um, we're speaking a lot about um, different transfers, you know, from um, the Hurricanes um, um, to the, you know, uh, what's it called, uh, um, Lucas Paqueta to the Julian Lepotogo to the Harry Maguire thing. Um, so if you want to be a part of this, just call up, um, call us up and um, on the show and let's hear your thoughts. Actually, we have our first caller. Hello? 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 Yeah, good evening. Hello? Yeah, I can hear you. Good evening, sir. Mr. T. Mr. T, how are you doing? About the NFL, right? Yes. Uh, it's one case too many. Okay. We're talking about the. Yes, I can, I can. Go ahead. I can. And uh, talking talk about the community shield that's asthma, right? Yes. I can understand that uh, a lot of emotive analysis. Why are you people like this? Why are you people like this? If somebody is not speaking favorably about your club, you guys come at it with sentiment. Man, you fans are like this, Arsenal fans are like Chelsea fans. Why are you people like this? Why? Listen, I was not for you to talk about Manchester United's chances, you know, going into the next season and all of that. Maybe I'll try to do No problem, no problem. We'll do I'm that on Friday. Right. Oh, okay. Uh, but I can hear you. You can just go ahead with your contribution. I can hear you. All right. Yeah. Now, going on. But that's for us now, that is trophy down and three to go. Okay. Okay. So, I'm um, one down, three to go, Abby. You guys are winning the quadruple. Oh, sorry. Uh, Mr. T, I could hear you, but then I don't know. You couldn't hear me. I don't know. Amos, they were calling you out that um, a lot of your analysis about um, Arsenal's um, role in the competition um, uh, came from a sentimental point of view. And <laughs> he said he would love to ask you what are Manchester United's chances of this season if you apply the same logic you apply to Arsenal. I'm to Manchester United. <laughs> I respected you people so much. I called out your very good signings 
I called out your good performance. Hold oh, oh, that, oh, that was I said, nah. Hold oh, that was, please. <laughs> Hello? Hello? I can barely hear you, sir. Hello? Hello? I can hear you now. Good evening. Hello? Okay. Hello? Okay, please try and call us back. The number to still call is 0702. I'm five 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 one zero four five zero seven zero two five 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 one zero four five. Our my SMS people is zero eight zero two two nine nine one zero four five. Hello. Yeah. Good evening. Timothy, how are you doing, huh? Yeah, I can hear you. How are you doing? Your contribution. I'm good. I Timo. Oh yeah, go ahead with your contribution. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Timothy, don't fire out. He's been listening to the radio. We are talking about it. Oh my God. He's there for about five minutes. We put it up. I beg, I beg. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Yeah, good evening. Yeah, can you, can you speak up? I can barely hear you. I still can barely hear you. Then move away from your radio. I don't know. Hello, good evening. Yeah, I can hear you. Good evening. Who am I speaking with? All right, Nathaniel, um, welcome to Football Extract. Um, can you just speak up, move away from your radio, then let's hear your thoughts. I know you. Okay, your contribution, please. About the. I don't know. I don't know, Nathaniel. Uh, do try and call us back if you can. Um, I can still take two more calls. Then we're out of here. Uh. Hello. Yeah, hello. Yeah, good evening. Yeah, this is Mr. T. Yeah, Mr. T. Yes. Yes, yes. I just want to put some a few things out there. Okay. Talking about the summer break and it's about to end and we're going to the new. Okay. You ever since Liverpool, right? Yes. They went into the trenches of Europe. 
We know, we know, we know. I'll probably leave thank Empire God. Radio for you. But thank God, thank God. Our God is not a, is a living God. It's not, it's not, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not a biased God. He did it for the culture. So, <laughs> for one piece. He did it for one piece. All right, thank you, Mr. T, for calling. Okay, I think I can take one more call, and after that, I call it a wrap. Um, 0702555 um, This happens to be our last caller Hello Hello Yeah, good evening Good evening, my name is Temitokwaya I'm calling from Michigan Oh yeah, Temitokwaya, your contribution Hello, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you, your contribution I heard The first thing I want to talk about is about the NFL Okay, quickly mm, That NFL is something like happening in Nigerian Lagos Okay Yes, you negotiate something like three fifty, and they be giving you ninety one thousand. I can hear you. I can hear you. Uh, so, do you do you have proof of this, or is it just something you said? It's just something. Talking about when I said I was like, before that family, they were they were in the fever. Something to happen. I'm a big fan of you. I want to talk about happen. Okay, go ahead. Me happen after that that match going to the end. I'm talking about something. Additional time of I, I thought it was eight minutes. Okay. The way Atma approached Man City, it's, it's quite different from the way they started. Okay. Because when they started, they were playing as if they were on their knees. Okay. Like they they fear the phobia of Man City in their in their heart. So they were playing as if Man City something. Okay. And if you see Man City, they were they they set everybody. Mm. Uh, it must to be seen. It must to be seen. Anything is possible. Because he's a star boy. He's a Champions League winner. Nobody has won Champions League in that as nothing. So he's a star boy. He's not their mate. That's why. He's not their mate. You want to compare Kayaba to Folari? Are you sleeping on Ketia? Wake up, sir. Wake up, sir. No, I will not tolerate Kayaba slander. Share you the play in here. You serious. Kayaba. The only person that comes close to Kayaba is Gabriel Jesus. And he's just, he's just, he's riding on the Brazilian tax. Please, oh. How many coaches do Kayaba need from Chelsea? 
Is it Kai Havertz fault that Chelsea went through the what they went through last season? No, let's let's move banter. Fola, Ubi, 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 Fola, Fola, what? Who is for Larry? The whole Kahabat. For Larry? To Kahabat. Okay, no problem. How much? How much? How much? How much? Ordinary 50 million that they said it should be for, for Larry. Nobody's bringing. Generation As Kahabat, they are paying 65 million. Are you playing? Please don't let us play. Please, please. please. Okay, no I beg you, please. Let us see. Let us see. Eh? For Larry. Can For Larry even break into that team? Let's even start from there. Can he even break into Arsenal team? Can For Larry even break into Arsenal team? progressive uh, um, trajectory and they've been doing very well and by that's just my opinion I think um, in my opinion it, what they need this season is a title no matter how little it is you know to keep that um, momentum and that winning mentality in mind um, but that title is not going to be the league whether anybody accepts it or not whether anybody flips my talk or not it is not going to be the league we all know that. That aside, um, we all want everybody to pay, and uh, nobody is talking United, so I'll talk United by the way. And um, since there is a verbal agreement in place now with West Ham for uh, <laughs> Harry Maguire to leave, um, talks are already ongoing for United to sign Benjamin Pavard. By the way, that is um, another World Cup winner uh, in the team, a very versatile defender, uh, a serial winner in the Bundesliga, a Champions League winner, whether we like it or not. Um, this is um, this is an assemble. United is gradually becoming an assemble of winners. We don't right? start uh-huh. assemble. An assemble. AKA an assemble. assembly. Sorry, I beg your pardon. Not assemble. An assembly Era. of winners. Right? Avengers. An assembly assemble. of winners. <laughs> so, Manchester United, so, AKA assemble. I am, so, I am so hyped. Assemble. I am so hyped. Assemble football. Club. I am so hyped for Avengers. For the assemble. We have, we have, we have put together. An assembly of champions and serial winners now, mm. and I'm so happy for the new season. I, I uh, all banter and sentiment aside, I really look forward to the new season and all the excitement <laughs> that it brings, and all the banter that it provides us mm. as well, and all the contents ahead that it gives us to drag ourselves mm. uh, left, right, center. And um, I do hope uh, a lot of tears flow uh, this new season. Thank you very much. All right, um, to, to top up for where Amos left, um, Amos left off. Uh, well. Avengers assemble. <laughs> so that they have they started giving us content before the season starts, so it's okay. Uh, Manchester United because assemble football club. So the moment they start assembling at um, seventh position, we will gather here and assemble on their behalf. So, <laughs> but if they assemble at the top, then uh, we will gather to dissemble them if that's even a word. <laughs> Anyways, uh, well, um, there's still some stories here, Arsenal. Um, close to completing that deal for David Raya um, for less than the 40 million pounds. That's a good deal, a very strong keeper, and that will challenge Aaron Ramsdale um, for that number one position. Also, Arsenal are looking to sell um, Jorginho. Um, 
a player with the ball for 12 million pounds in January from Chelsea to Fenerbahce. So today, I tried my best not to speak a lot about Chelsea because you guys will always come for me, so it's okay. But it's good to be back. Uh, I'm glad you guys um, enjoyed the show. Um, I know I did. I know Amos did. Uh, please, tell me talk by please. I beg you again. Don't, don't try. <laughs> don't, don't try it. For Larry what? Balogun to Kai Havertz. Kai, Onorode, Havertz. I don't like it too. Uh-huh. But then, yes, the league is starting. The Fantasy Premier League is starting. Um, join the group for details. Um, and on Friday, I'll be speaking more on that. Um, I'm sure you know. Um, okay, let's just say that's all we can take today on Football Extra. Shout out to everybody who listened and participated on the show today. Shout out to Amos for coming through as well. Don't forget to make it a day with us on Football Extra every Wednesday right here on Empire Radio 104.5 FM by 5 p.m. Talk Football Talk Sport return this Friday by 4 p.m. as well and for insights into that world of sport. Um, you guys can always promote your goods and services with us on Empire Radio and we are still located at Empire Building number one in Federal Arrowwood Street behind BJ Philly Station. No should continue layout. I just sent to the phone career on those days. So help us pay those bills and while we help you increase awareness about your product and services. I still remain Jerry Foma the Jade one signing out to have yourself a fantastic evening. Bye for now.